So our series is entitled, What You Say Matters. What You Say Matters. And um, in our lives, we've got to believe that <clears throat> because we're living in a time in, in, in life when somebody, somebody in skin has got to be in faith. Somebody has to be living and operating in faith. And as far as I'm concerned, it might as well be me. How about you? Amen? If somebody's got to be in faith, I mean, all of humanity has the capability of being in faith and walking in faith and trust in God. But not everybody does it. We've got to be people of faith. We've got to, be, we've got to understand where faith and trust in God comes from and, and what we've got to do to maintain that on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's attainable. Did you hear what I said? God wouldn't tell us that something is there for us if it wasn't attainable. The Bible says, I can, you can, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I can do it. I can walk and live by faith and trust God every day of my life. It's attainable. But you've got to work at it. You have to develop it. Can you say amen? <clears throat> people need, people out there need people who are walking by faith because of the things that they say. I ask you this question tonight. Does it matter what comes out of your mouth on a day-to-day -day basis? I believe it absolutely does, and I believe the Bible is clear on it. And in the series, we're touching on that. Last week was our, our first one. If you didn't hear the message last week, go to the app or wherever. They're all free. You can listen to any of the messages, website, wherever. And, and, and a YouTube channel, actually, yeah, that was on YouTube channel last, from last week. So you can go there and watch them. But it's, it's just important that you meditate on, 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 on this overall picture that God has given us in His Word about how important it is for you and I to know what's coming out of our mouth, to, to be aware of every word that comes out of our mouth every single day. You've got, and you've got to step into that in your life. And I'm telling you, people out there, they need us to be people that believe in the words that we speak every day. People out there are hungry for it. Everybody is looking for manifestation. And I, I want to I say it like this. Manifestations in our life, things that we're looking to, be, to happen and, and to be performed, the manifestation is in the seed of the Word of God that is watered with belief. Manifestations are in the seed itself of a belief system that is watered with the word of belief and not affected by what's not seen. I'm going to say it again like this. So, things that people labor to see happen and manifest in their life, 
God's way is that I personally, through His Word, through the person of the Holy Spirit who is revealing truth to me on a day-to-day basis, that I receive the empowerment from the seed of the Word and inside the seed. If you take an apple seed, inside an apple seed are all the apples. I mean, you see, I mean, you know, you eat an apple and a seed pops out of there. In that seed is the potential for many, many, many bushels of apples. The manifestation is in the seed. But if you don't water that seed, if you don't cultivate that seed, you don't allow that seed to, to take root and begin to develop and look after it, then it won't produce what it was created to produce. And in the seed of God's Word is everything that any human being will ever need in life. It's in the seed of the Word. But it has to be watered with a belief system because of what you continue in every day even when you don't see the manifestation. And and I tell you what, the understanding of not being moved by what you don't see says... That you don't need to see something to believe something. And that has to be developed in us. Because when you develop a belief system that is not moved by what you see at all, negative or positive, either way, that belief system will produce the manifestation that the seed was created to produce. So, I want to look at our foundational scripture in James chapter 3. And I made this statement last week, and I told you I was going to read it every time. And it's this. What you say, what you say, gives him access into your life or not. What you say gives him access if what you say is what he says is so. If what you say is contrary to what he says is so, there's no access. You say, well, you know, God can do whatever God wants to do. Well, yeah, but when you talk about God's plan from his word and we see that it's what we say that dictates our life and our future, and if we say what he says is so, it begins to create a world that is now receiving what God wants me to receive. James chapter 3 and verse 1 says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we, shall not, that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things, and if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. I want to say something about that tonight, and I want you to get a hold of this. This isn't real popular, but it's got to be said. Why wouldn't he just say, if you don't say the wrong thing, you're the same as a perfect man? Why did he have to add at the end of that, and able to bridle the rest of your body? Because things that are not under control in your body, things that are out of control in your life, 
will, will create a stoppage in your life of what God wants to get to you. And the way we change things in our body, we have to change the way we think. And the only way you can change the way you think is through declaring what God says is so and the way that He says it's so. If we don't change the way we think that way, you can't get control of your body. That's why He said here, a person that never says the wrong thing is the same as a perfect man, or what that word perfect is, is mature, or a developed man or woman, able to control everything that would stop what God's trying to get into your life. Now, we're not going to spend the rest of the night talking about, you know, the thousand and one different things in the natural that could stop your manifestation, but I think you get what I'm saying. And I think what you and I have to do when you hear a word like this, you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what maybe that one something is or two somethings are that are stopping certain things in your life. I know in, in my life, a couple of things that God has shown me through the years because of the childhood I had and living, you know, being raised in a family where my parents were divorced and there was a lot of anger issues and those kind of things that I had. Well, I had a, I had a short fuse for a long period of time. And things would happen and it would create, like everything would be fine and then somebody cut me off in traffic and all of a sudden it was like the old Bert. Where did that come from? Why did I act like that? Why did that happen in that situation right there? Where is that coming from? So, you know, I threw word at it for a while and tried to get to the bottom of that, but it's just like, you know, I, I felt like I got the, uh, you've heard these stories before if you've been around here at all, but I'll just tell them again for, the, for those that haven't been here and heard my stories. But, uh, but you know, I thought I got the, 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 that thing down, and then, uh, you know, one day I'm in, in Walmart, and uh, Olivia was real small, and, and I was there to buy a bike, and I had all my, my wife, my daughters, and my mother with me. And uh, we just, I just wanted to pull the bike off the rack to set it on the ground so she could sit on it and make sure her feet were right, to make sure there's the right size. And the lady said, no, you can't do that. And earlier I'd seen somebody blowing by on a bike. You know, some kid was blowing by on some bike somewhere, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just, well, she's not going to ride it. She's going to sit on it. No, you can't do that. No, that, that if the tires touch the floor or something like that, you know, that something happens, and you can, we can't sell the bike or whatever. I looked at her and I said, man, that's ridiculous. And I lost it with her, you know, because she wouldn't sit. And I, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I jerked the bike down and had Olivia sit on it anyway. She went to get somebody, and, you know, here I am, pastor here in Kerrville, Texas. Here's my wife, my four daughters, and my mother, right? Being a godly, Christ-like example of how Jesus would handle a situation like this, right? Not. And... After it was over with, I mean, they sent someone else out, and she hid in the back. <laughs> she didn't know what I was going to do. So, you know, in those kind of situations, because God's teaching you how to get to the bottom of it, I had to go find the lady, you know, in front of everybody and repent, you know, and ask for forgiveness for what I had done to this lady, scared the poo waddling out of her, whatever you want to call it. 
I mean, she just got her, you know, and uh, had to repent to my family and my mother, who at the time I was ministering to and, you know, those kind of things. And, and it looked like, you know, I was disqualified for being who I supposedly was. But you realize the moment you repent is not the moment you were forgiven. You were forgiven before you did it. When you repent, you repent for yourself. And that's what we have to learn to do, but we have to learn to get things in line. And that's what I did with the anger issues. I begin to put the word on it on a daily basis. I begin to speak what God's word says over myself. And over time, that thing began to, to, to uh, rescind and, and, and be gone from my life. But it doesn't just go away. You just don't get rid of those issues. It takes the seed of the word to begin to minister life on the inside of you, but it comes out of the words that you speak. Does it matter what you say on a day-to-day basis? I say yes. And if you're not speaking the word and what God says on a day-to-day basis, you're going to find yourself in trouble. And you're going to find yourself in, in situations that, you, that it makes it very difficult for you to get out of. Now, um, So, I want you you to get a grip of this in the next passage that I'm going to read. We're going to turn to Psalm chapter 12. And I want you to get, I want you to think about this that I'm going to say as we read these four verses. Psalm 12, 1 through 4. Um, But... I'm going to have in my life what I say. So what I say needs to be what he says is so. I'm going to say it again. What I get in my life, what happens in my life, is a result of what I say. And I would have to say that most people that I know, the majority of people that I know, I know a lot of people, but most people I know, Christian and non-Christian, they don't believe that. Here's a passage in Psalm 12, and I'm, I don't think, Corey, I don't think I gave you this other one, but I'm going to read it in the Amplified also. I'm going to read it first in the New King James, and then I'm going to read it in the Amplified. But in the New King James, Psalm 12 and 1, help, Lord, help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. He was actually making this comment about the nation, you know, about the moral climate of what was going on in that day. What was he saying? (laughs) Help me, Lord. Help. I need help. For the godly man ceases. For the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak idly, Every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart, they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. Well, if you took that literally, you, you, you want to watch what you're saying so you can keep your lips and your tongue. Those who say, 
Those who say, and watch this, those who say, with our tongues we prevail. Our lips are our own to command at our will. Who is the Lord and Master over us? Wow. I want to... Actually, I just read that in the Amplified, didn't I? I did. I thought I was reading that in the New King James, but I didn't. So, anyway, that's good. Did you all follow that, or do I need to read that again? You you have that? Actually, I'm going to read it again. In, in the Amplified. He says, Help, Lord, for principled and godly people are here no more. Or I guess I didn't read that in there. Okay, so I'm reading the Amplified now. Help, Lord, for principled and godly people are here no more. Faithfulness and the faithful vanish from among the sons of men. To his neighbor, each one speaks words without use or worth or truth. With flattering lips and double heart, deceitfully they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongues that speak proud boasting. Those who say, with our tongues we prevail, our lips are our own, to command at our will. Our lips are our own, to command at our own will. Who is Lord and Master over us? Well, there's a, there's a really direct question that's asked, and I'm asking you tonight. Who's Lord over your life? If Jesus is Lord over your life, I'm telling you tonight, based on this passage of Scripture, you want to keep your lips and your tongue. You want to keep yourself from being one who ceases from godliness, one who disappears from faithfulness. Then you just think you're in control of whatever you say, and you just say whatever you want to. And you can keep that if you want it. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. And I have no right whatsoever because He's Lord to say anything except what He says is so. And I'm telling you, I'm learning that more today after 45 years of salvation. I'm learning that today more than ever before. And realizing how important it is because... People cannot get out of the messes. I don't care how busy people are, how how they try to distract their lives from, you know, it's not that important. I don't have to do those kind of things. You have to do it if he says it. He said life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit of it, right? By your words are you justified. By your words are you condemned. Words mean everything. They mean everything. And for us, or any of humanity, to have an attitude, my tongue's mine. What I say is up to me. I can do whatever I want to do. Then you're going to eat the fruit of your own way. 
I'm telling you today, that's, a ugly, that's, an, uh, that's ugly fruit. I don't know if you've ever had like apples or stuff like in a basket sitting and you know, you grab one and you didn't see the bottom of it and it was, it was it, it, there was a worm or something that had grown through the middle of it and where you take a big old bite out of that apple and whoo, it's nasty, huh? Maybe get a worm in your mouth as a result of it. Nasty, nasty, nasty. And that doesn't even compare to the, the fruit and the path that I'm talking about that your way will produce if you don't get a grip of your tongue. We have to believe in this tongue thing. It's everything. It directs our life. It directs our future. People say, no, God's in charge. Listen to me. People are truly deceived to think that God is in charge of this planet. This planet? God's in charge? No. The Bible says he gave authority on planet Earth to Adam. Adam and Eve gave it away. Jesus brought it back, and now we have the authority that he never took back. In the earth, we have authority, but it's his authority, and we've got to do it his way or it won't work, and that's why it's not working on planet earth. That's why so many people are so afraid of the things that are out there today and the future. When God was the creator of this day, and today is the, what, 16th of March? Well, the 17th of March, he's already created. We're not there yet. We get there at 11.59 into 12 o'clock, then we enter the day. But it's already been made by him. And we're going to fear the future? The reason we fear the future is we're moved by what we see, we're moved by what we hear. We put more stock in what other people say than putting our stock in what he says is so. And the only way you believe what he says is so is you begin to declare and, and say the things that he says because in my life, I'm going to have what I say. I'm going to have what I say. And if I'm always talking and declaring, I had a, I had a, had a guy... Uh, the other day, had I was I was with him. I was eating dinner with him, and and uh, a friend of mine, and, and uh, he said something to me. And before I could stop myself, I corrected what he said. And and I corrected it with the word of God. And because he's a man of God, and he believes the exact same way I did, he goes, "Man, thank you for saying that." I, didn't even, I, I wasn't trying to be critical of what he was saying. I was just saying, yeah, but you can do this. Something like, I said, something like, yeah, but you can do that because you can do all things through Christ. Before, I mean, and it, and it kind of shut the thing down, what he was saying, and he realized that he had been negative about what he had said. And those kind of things have to be so real in us. It's good that you have to, back up from saying something like that too quickly. It's good that it, that's the first thing out of your mouth because if you're doing that for somebody else, it's because you're doing it for yourself. 
You're not going to say something like that. If you, you say the same kind of thing, you're just going to agree with them. Yeah, that's right. You know, we just, we never have enough. We never do this or we never get through something or, you know, the, the lack of peace. You're, you're right. You know, we just get in agreement with people. Not even realizing what we're saying with our mouths and how we're getting in agreement with something that goes contrary to this. I want everything he has. Everything that he has is mine. Say that. Yeah. And why doesn't it look that way in most people's lives? It's because of what we say or what we don't say. What we don't get in control of, of what's coming out of our mouth. He said that's the way it happens. He said that's the way we get liberated and free. Then we've got to do it His way. Can you say amen? We're not going to be those people who think they can say whatever to command at our own will. Do whatever I want to do. Who's Lord of my life? And actually, people aren't verbalizing that, but they're thinking that. Ah, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm born again, but, you know, God does this, and, you know, and, and, and I'm in the business world, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm here doing my thing, and I, I have to take care of this. You know, I do God on Sunday. If you do God on Sunday, then what you're doing the rest of the week is going to end up, may not be today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, but it's going to end up being no good because you'll eat the fruit of your own way. And I'm telling you, you don't want to live that life. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> Romans 10 and verse 6. I'm just going to drive this point home to you. Romans 10 and verse 6. Paul said, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, do not say in your heart, who will descend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? Why does it say that you don't say that? Because that's already been done. No, no issue or circumstance or thing that we have in life that we struggle with or that the planet struggles with is going to send Jesus back to the cross, back to the grave, be resurrected and bring him back down from above. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. All authority, dominion, and he's given that to us. So by the person of the Holy Spirit, we have him to reveal to us all truth on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's why he says this. He said, the word, the, the first part of, of verse 6 says, the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. And how does it speak? That it, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we, which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be what? Saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Correct? Well, What am I saved from? 
Somebody tell me, speak it out right now. What am I saved from? Hell. Is that true? But is that all? Hmm. No, now what I can say is that, and I wrote just a number of things down. <clears throat> now I can say, I can say as a result of what he says. See, in the beginning, in the beginning, he said, light be and light was, right? So everything's been created that way. And when he said, if you confess and believe that as a result of your confession, you're saved from hell. But I'm also saved from sickness and disease. I'm also saved from living a, 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 a pauper's life, being totally defeated in every way. I'm also saved from that. I'm also saved from living a life with no peace. I'm saved from that. And you can put anything in there and where that comes from and how I begin to live in that place is me causing things to be by what I say. Healing be. Peace be in my life. Joy be in my life. Right? Patience be in my life. Scriptures that talk about and say everything about the things I'm, I'm mentioning here and everything else. And when I am releasing those words, and I'm watering that with a belief system on a day-to-day -day basis that is getting stronger and stronger and stronger, then the seed produces. Why? Because I'm putting, I am putting the pressure on the seed. He said, light be. And light didn't go, well, we'll think about it. Why? Because he believed that what he said would come to pass when he said it. We have to begin to be people that speak and declare the word, not trying to get circumstances to change, but get our thinking to change. So that when we find ourselves in a situation where faith needs to be released, like God released light be and faith was involved, when I need to release the words of God in a given situation, and I need faith there, I need that belief system there, because I need what's in that seed. When I say healing be, I need the manifestations of healing be. You know what I'm saying. You can say it however God shows you to say it, but I need the manifestation, and it's in the seed itself. It's not in how hard I pray, how many, how many scriptures I confess. No, the confession of the Word is to change the way that you think so that you have faith to move a mountain, to move a situation that takes great faith. You have the ability to do that because of the things that you are saying on a day-to-day -day basis. Day-to-day. Day-to-day. Around here, you've been taught how to take that word and pray for others. And, and I'm just saying that people are blessed because you pray. Because you're allowing the word to be real on the inside of you so that when you pray on a day-to-day -day basis, and especially when things come out of the inside of you to pray over somebody specifically, 
things change and happen. Every time there's a prayer request that comes through the church that I get a hold of, I, I take every single prayer request, pray in the Spirit, and then pray what God gives me over that, that situation. But what's really good about it is that with every prayer request, I've already been praying for those people. I got everybody covered. People that used to be here, people that are here now, people that are thinking about it and those haven't even thought about it yet. Got them all covered. Speaking every day so when there's a need that arises and you've already been praying those things because of what you declare over yourself every day, when a need arises, it's so much easier to get involved in that and, and, and to... Uh, to navigate how you're going to pray because your heart's already there. It's already involved in it. It's not something i got to kind of work the thing up. No, it's already there because of what I've been saying every day. It matters what you say. It matters what you say. Every day, in every situation. It matters. And we should be people that are at least repenting for things that we say, but we need to be people that stop ourselves before we say it. But you're not strong enough to do it without the leading of the Spirit revealing to you the Word of God in the moment. You're not strong enough to do it. You're not going to just stop here and say, yeah, i got to work on that. Yeah, you're going to continue to work on it. You're not going to get on top of that without the seed of the Word. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so you are not just saved from hell. That's important. <laughs> And that's not funny, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying that's not important. But you're not just saved from, from going to hell. Hell wasn't, actually was not even created for you and I, for human beings. It was created for the devil and demons. But a person that doesn't accept Jesus Christ in their life, that's their destiny if they don't receive Him in one way or the other. We serve a just God. He's not trying to get people to hell. Well, you didn't say it exactly right, so I'm sending you. No, God, God's just and He's faithful to make sure that people have the opportunity. I don't care what it is. Somebody that never heard the Word or, or kind of heard it, but it was in, you know, in, in, a, in a wrong spirit and attitude, and they pass away from here, you say, well, they, they, they went straight to hell. I don't know. I'm not the judge. He is. And, and you don't need to worry about whether somebody did or not and really think about that because they did or they didn't. And you're not going to know till you leave here. But what you need to be busy about is knowing that you're born again, number one, and helping other people truly believe that they're born again. A confession will not save a person. They've got to believe. And it's that same belief system in your first initial salvation that you receive, that same belief system that causes you to be saved from all the other mess 
that's out there that Jesus paid for at Calvary. And that comes from you daily reminding yourself of what he says is so, so that what I say over myself is what he says. Not what I say because I don't want to take the time to get to know what he says. Colossians 1.27 says this. I'm almost done. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You say, why did you read that? Because we are the hope of the world. Did you hear me? We're joint heirs with him. He made us joint heirs. God said, I can't do it on earth without you. Three different passages in the scripture where he said he needs us here. To accomplish on earth what he's already accomplished in the spirit realm that's already been done through Jesus, to get that in the natural, he's got to have us. But he can't use you and I when we don't think like him. And you'll never think like him until you get serious about what you say out of your mouth. Scriptures we've read tonight, if a person never says the wrong thing, in other words, if a person only says what God says is so, same as a mature development, able to control everything else around him. See, it's... see. A lot of times people get weirded out with that like it's like what you're saying is that you're in pride because you're doing it. I'm doing it, but it's because of what he said to do. He gets all the glory for everything that's done, but he's got to have some people that are in flesh and blood bodies doing his will and doing it exactly the way he would do it if he was here. Because if we don't, who are we? Jesus, the head of the church, he said when he came to the earth, he didn't do anything the way he thought. I only came here to do the will of my Father. Only. Who the heck are we that we think that we can be one of those people in Psalm 12 and just do it our way because, you know, who's our Lord? Who's Lord over my life? Well, it better be Jesus Christ. Because if it ain't, it's a mess looking for someplace to happen. Did you hear me? I'm telling you, I mean, these are serious times that we live in, but God's not concerned about them. These are serious times that we live in, but He's not disrupted by anything that's going on. He's just waiting for us to get from him how to be in control of what's going on. We should be controlling everything around us in our worlds. I'm not talking about, you know, usurping the authority of the government or, you know, going against... I'm talking about knowing who we are and not being moved by anything that we see and be declaring every day. I told you, I say this every day, multiple times a day. In, in, when, I'm praying over, when I'm praying over this city... This county, 
and the sur surrounding counties around here, I pray this, when I'm praying over the government of the United States and all the different authority figures all over the United States, I pray this over them. I pray this over, over this church body and all the churches in our area. I pray it over the Church of America. I pray it multiple times in the day, and it's this. Everything hidden is being brought to the light. That's based on about five different scriptures that reveal nothing hidden can stay hidden when the light shines. Did you hear me? Everything hidden is brought to the light. Every lie is being exposed by the truth. All darkness is being uncovered every day by the light of God's Word. I say it every day, multiple times every single day. Are those words doing something? I can't even tell you how much that it's doing. But see, I can't speak for you because I don't know what you're believing and what you're doing day to day. But I'm telling you, man, what's coming out of my mouth, it is bathed in belief and it's producing what's in the seed of what I'm saying. Man, I know it is. I mean, things are changing. Things are how I don't care what the news says or anybody else says. Things are changing because of what I say. See, I don't have to be, I don't have to be intricate to the point that, you know, I'm speaking over this person and, you know, <clears throat> hoping that they die. And they, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy things you can pray. Just pray the Word. Pray in the Spirit. Let God give you the understanding of how to pray about specific things. He will show you. And we do it His way. Man, it's a win-win. And I'm just telling you right now. I can say, because of what I know is on the inside of me and what's coming out of me, we're winning. Right? But, I mean, how, how many other people in here tonight can say we're winning because of what you believe? And how many people around this state and, and, and the nation and the nations are saying the same exact thing? I'm telling you, good things are happening in the Ukraine. Good things are happening in the Ukraine. We're going back. But good things are happening in the Ukraine. I don't care what it looks like. Good things are happening. Good things are happening in Russia. I don't care what it looks like, who it looks like is the enemy or this or that or the other. They're good things. You know why? Because there's some amazing people just like you and I that are in these nations. Man, God is doing some amazing things in the earth. And the world will know when it's all said and done. Everything's under His feet. And they'll know it because we know it. And we believe it. Can you say amen? We are the hope of the world. You understand that when I say it. I'm not saying we are without Him. He's the hope of the world. But He said in this passage, it's Christ revealed in you that is the hope of glory. See, he's saying, hey, Bert, each one of you, he said, hey, hey, I need you all. I need you to believe in my plan, and I need you to carry my plan out. And then the world will know that I'm real in heaven. They're not going to know any other way because he's not coming back down. Remember, we just read, he's not coming up from the grave again. He already did it. He's not coming back down to try to convince people. He already did it. Now, we have our responsibility. And I'm just telling you, I'm all in. Can you say amen? <clears throat> Psalm 33, 6, and I'll end with this. 
by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all the host of them, the stars, everything, by the breath of his mouth. <laughs> Tonight when you go home and you, you look up and the moon's not a full moon tonight, but it's larger than the banana, <clears throat> right? And, uh, and all those stars, they were all put in place by what he said. And now he's given us the same ability, but now we don't create a thing except seeing things changed when we say what he says. There's the difference. Everything, everything that's ever been created, everything, this pulpit, indirectly was made by the Lord. The chair you're sitting in was made by the Lord. Everything, there's not anything that people come up with ideas about creating that didn't come from what he created in the beginning. That's the God that lives in us. He knows everything about everything. Everything. He knows everything about everything, and he lives inside of us, so that means we can know it too. There's not anything we can't know and that we can't do. <clears throat> Same way he got results with the heavens, the stars, the fullness, everything out there, and everything else he created is the same way we get results in what we say. As long as what we say is what he says is so. What leads my life is what I say. And I'm believing tonight, my prayer for you is that you're understanding this at new levels than you've ever known before. Not anything coming out of your mouth. Nothing coming out of your mouth that is going to stop or freeze or put on hold the plan of God. Nothing that you say is going to stop the manifestation of what's in the seed that you're declaring. Nothing. I believe that. And I stand in faith for that for each and every one of us tonight.